Perfect. All right, podcast 3.0. Uh, okay, uh, let me give you a brief intro in, in how I kind of go about this. So, sure. The goal of this podcast is specifically for me to like learn how to keep up conversations, even oh, okay. if the tr- topic is like super dry. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm trying to get to the level of, of uh, people that are able to just like, like talk constantly and still hold up a decent conversation. It's not like dry right. or anything like that. So why I do thought, you think? Why do you think that uh, you have like a deficiency there? Because I I've never known you to like not uh huh be able to keep like you can keep conversation pretty well at least. Uh, yeah. So here here's how I saw or here's how I think about it. Um, mm-hmm. There are three types of people in terms of conversing. There's one type that uh, cannot talk to anybody. Like they're they're really hard to talk to. Um, it's just hard to keep up conversations with them and that's fine like people like that exist and uh, you know they're successful whatever but uh, i don't want to be that person uh, i guess i'm not that person mm-hmm. uh, second type of person which is the category i'm in is i'm able to keep up a conversation given the uh, that we're talking about a topic that is that i like or that i'm interested about right and <clears throat> the person that i'm talking to is also wants to have like a similar conversation mm-hmm. and then there's the third type of person that's able to keep a conversation in any setting in any form and that's the type of person uh, that, that's the at the level that i, I want to kind of like get out yeah so Those people are scary man like they like obviously they don't they're not interested in every single aspect of the thing they're discussing yeah. so imagine how many people you talk to that like don't give a fuck about yeah. the conversation that you're currently in. Like, I, but I feel like there are very few people. Like, um, but and you can clearly tell like the type of people. Like, they're able to maneuver in the conversation. Like, let's say if they're they're talking to someone, they don't they don't like it. They they can like easily like come up with something, and uh, just like exit the conversation. It's not like, oh hey man, I'm, I'm not interested. Oh, peace. I'm gonna leave. It's more like, oh, you know what. Uh, Oh hey, uh, let me catch up with that person. So, something like that, and then yeah, you know, they they have the exit strategy. Right. Okay. Okay. So th- that was the goal of this podcast. But then I also realized that. So th- this is kind of like a living testament of the conversation, right? Mm-hmm. So I can go back and like see, oh, you know, I I, I kind of messed up there. I should have like done this instead. I'm trying to like, right. train myself. Yeah. Uh, but it's super boring. If, if, if you just if it's just one-on-one <laughs> and then you're listening in it's kind of almost like homework you know yeah you're just like Ruby's oh, hiding Ruby's yeah. hiding his like thousands of files of him talking to his computer yeah. <laughs> so uh so it's like okay so you gotta talk to an imaginary third person so it's almost like a podcast um with like the, like an imaginary third person like the audience that you're talking to right so that's how the birth of the podcast idea came about. Okay. Like an official podcast, yeah. Like some people don't even bother doing that. Like Joe Rogan, he doesn't talk to an imaginary third person, but... Yeah, it's just it's just like... It's like you walked in in his living room and just talking exactly. with like some dude and smoking weed. And <laughs> you're like, I shouldn't be here, but it's so captivating. Uh-huh. uh-huh. But, but, but now that it is a podcast... You know, we, we're going to need some intro music. So okay. <laughs> you got to use your skills of of uh, 
music compilation layering and like yeah beats you got i could think of something i could think of something uh-huh. potentially or you could just buy some like stock music or something yeah <laughs> <laughs> well why 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 buy it if you can do it in-house that's true yeah uh-huh. all right so instead of paying some website you'll pay me to make uh-huh. the intro yeah i'll, I'll Sounds... pay you in exposure Oh, okay. And also in good conversations, right? That's yeah. Cool. Okay. <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. So for that imaginary third person, you know, welcome. Welcome mm-hmm. to the podcast. Uh, welcome into our living room. Exactly. Well, my living room, you're at the beach. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you guys can't see this, but I have a, we're on a Zoom call and I have a background of the beach because, you know, it's just my wall. So I might as well make it look like I'm having fun even when I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> all right very cool um but yeah just the goal of this podcast we kind of went over just kind of shoot the shit and see where we go we have a few topics one of them being interesting and another one being super boring so uh let's see if we can last until the super boring part <laughs> and yeah. actually talk about it as the category three people would. Okay. And go for sure. There. All right, topic sure. one. Uh, not organic at all. <laughs> what <laughs> traits do we inherit from our parents that we like and we dislike? Okay. And yeah. I think it might be easier for you to talk about this because, you know, one, I'm at home with my parents. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, man, you're uh, really putting me on the spot here. Yeah, I was actually thinking about that. I'm like, wouldn't it be so funny if, if I posted this online and my one of my parents saw it and I'm like, they're like, what's the podcast about? And I'm like, uh, you know, we're just talking and stuff. And they, uh, they're like, you hate your mom. Like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, no, but, I love my mom. Yeah. Sorry. I misspoke like 200 times. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean to say it all this time. Um, yeah, but I, I think that. I forget where I uh, where where I first started thinking about this, but it might have been like a TV show or something. But um, there's this common theme where you know you grow up uh, in your 20s, you like you try to maybe be rebellious, like oh I'm a, I'm my own person and I have my own traits and I can handle the world by myself. Um, so it's pretty like arrogant and uh, but then towards your 30s and this is all i mean i'm 20 this is all hearsay it's where you 30s, actually 20? You start to yeah i'm 20 <laughs> oh man Dude, i'm 22 god damn <laughs> it's okay it's okay i'm almost 21 yeah. catching up um yeah but in your 30s you start to realize that like maybe the things you didn't like so much about your parents are kind of inherent to mm-hmm. you so you start to see some of your own traits come out a really small example, uh, but I think it's pretty funny, mm-hmm. is my dad. My dad is a very like musical person. He sings a lot. He he does like vocal training. He he likes to whistle a lot too. Mm. So, as a kid, like growing up or like in high school, um, in the mornings is when he would like early mornings, five a.m., four a.m. <laughs> is when he would <laughs> pick to to sing his songs and to whistle. And uh, you dude, can what hear is it, it called? In the house. It's called Riaz. <laughs> Wait, what? Riaz. What's He's Riaz? Practicing, like practicing is what... singing, is called 
Rihaz in really? or at least in Hindi. I, I don't know what, what is it called in. The... I I didn't even know there was a term for it. I was like, I oh, thought, I was like... Uh, what when you were telling me the story before? Yeah, uh, I thought you you said that. No, I I don't even know that that was a, that's oh, okay, a word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, it's Riaz then. Yeah, uh, but he, yeah, so he would do that, and then I, I would be like so mad. I'm like, like how can you be so inconsiderate? Like, <laughs> just just internally, right? Like, how, like how can you do this when there are other people in the house? Yeah. And now, uh, recently, within the last couple of weeks, um, I randomly started whistling. Like, I, I taught myself how to whistle. Uh -huh. And now I do it subconsciously, and uh, I'm sure, like, so I'm, I'm the first one to wake up in my apartment, yeah. and I, like, am whistling a lot in the morning, and whistling, like, when people are around, so uh -huh. I don't catch myself doing, like, anything to stop that, but I, I'm not realizing that, like, oh, that's, ex that's, like, something that I hated about, like, my dad, like, something he did, <laughs> but now it's, like, something that is almost unavoidable for me to do, so it's just, like, that's one example of the kind of things. Maybe not a great uh -huh. example, but I don't know. Do you have any? Uh, Dude, it's, have okay. you noticed? Uh huh. In, in your case, it was like almost like pain, right? Because you would do it at five a.m. <laughs> and everyone's sleeping. So yeah, maybe he's doing it because that's when it's the quietest and he can hear himself the best. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. He he has an interesting sleep schedule anyway. Like he wakes up really early, sleeps really early. That's um, not interesting. That's, that's <laughs> that makes sense, right? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, more so than other people. Like, he'll wake up at like four a.m. and I don't really yeah. know. Like, I know, like you know, your, your typical Asian dad like wakes up at like six a.m. and uh, uh -huh. is like always proud about like how they woke up first yeah. and like yeah. getting other people to try to wake up. But my dad wakes up at like four, and uh -huh. by the time by the time we wake up, it's like the middle of his day, pretty much. So. Yeah. Dude, it's a real winner's wake up at 4 a.m. I've been trying, dude. It's impossible. <laughs> really? Like, yeah. I can't even just, I can't even just wake up at 4 a.m. Be uh -huh. like, oh hey, I woke up, and then go back yeah. to sleep. Like, I, yeah. I, like, no matter how many alarms I set, I cannot wake up at 4 a.m. Really? I think. Well, I mean, that's fair. Like, you wake up when you wake up. I don't know that I could like wake up unless you're a light sleeper. I don't know that I could like wake up and then. Um, go back to bed i like i sleep pretty deep so mm. the alarms usually i don't remember turning them off <laughs> when it happens um right. but why 4 a.m like what's the i mean in your case like what's your motivation for that? uh i don't know just i've been or i i saw a lot of like successful people wake up super mm -hmm. early um okay. they obviously have like their schedule packed and stuff like that right it's the only time yeah. they get to themselves uh, is either early, early morning or, or right before they go to bed. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, they have their small routine or whatnot. I remember I saw this guy. He's uh, he works in New York and he's running. He was running this nonprofit. I think I still have the video saved in like one of my YouTube playlists. Uh, and he wakes up at 4 a.m. And he just like does a literally like a 10 minute workout, five minute meditation, prayer type of thing. And then he goes to work mm -hmm. and he's literally like hustling all the way until about like at 10 and he just goes to bed. And I, mm -hmm. I know it might sound like it kind of sucks that he's just like doing work all day. 
but just like the efficiency at which he was doing it and like the stuff that he was doing was like really awesome he was providing like educational material and, and equipment i think for for low uh, income households oh really in okay. new york yeah so i don't know i was just kind of impressed by that yeah. uh, he woke up at 4 a.m that's why i was like you know what if if i can just wake up at 4 a.m you know all the yeah. other stuff will just come after yeah uh, but i don't know i just, just think it, right it's, it's, i mean uh, speaking of waking up early uh, or like sleeping sleep cycles in general like i don't know about you but my i, I used to wake up at 7 30 like pretty consistently and mm -hmm. uh even like waking up before my alarm the reason for that is because like i had a lot of 8 a.m classes for a long time uh so mm -hmm. i kind of got used to that but basically as soon as this like lockdown happened and quarantine happened i've been getting like way more sleep and even if i try like i can't really like get less sleep i, I like i just automatically like sleep like nine hours a day and i still feel tired like it's a super weird it's yeah, like I, I, i'd rather get less sleep and feel not tired than like get more sleep and feel like uh -huh. shit you know uh, -huh. uh what's your experience with like oh man sleep been? for the last like five days i've been watching the sacred games on netflix okay and i can't oh, is that the is that the indian one yeah 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 okay yeah. Dude, it's 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 dope. You should watch it. It okay. Com it it puts Indian cinema in a completely different light. Like I, really? I haven't pictured it like that. Yeah, it's wow. very well written, which is one of like the biggest qualms I always have with some uh, Indian content. But dude, it's very well written, very well produced, like set architecture, acting, all that stuff. Very good. Now I love the guy that's narrating the story. His name is. Uh, Nasruddin something. I forgot his last name. He's a really good actor. Anyways, the thing is I can only watch the show at night. Because one, it's on Netflix. And me and my... Well, I use my sister's Netflix. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I don't use... Uh, you know, she uses it. And then once she goes to bed, I use it. Mm -hmm. uh, and she has work. So, you know, I'm not going to be like, Oh, you know what? Let me watch it right now. You can watch it later. Mm -hmm. uh, and... Through, and you need the vibe you can't just watch it during the day because it's it's like violence you know like crazy stuff happening like you can't watch that like and then be like oh yeah i'm gonna go get some lunch <laughs> yeah you need the mood like yeah lights need to be turned off you know you have yeah. and stuff like that yeah but okay let me, let me cycle back to the original topic sure like traits that we're talking about you know the okay. first the, when you first told me this topic one of my first reactions was that uh like us looking at other children or they're they're almost exactly like their parents right at yeah. least at, during younger ages you know um if i don't know if you if can't think of the top of my head of any like examples but anytime you see like an animated movie or something like that mm -hmm. uh the the parents uh, the kids always resemble the parents a lot. I guess a really bad example would be like Hotel Transylvania. Is, is that uh, the movie, right? I I don't think I've seen that. Is that like the animated one? Yeah, the yeah, Disney yeah. or Pixar Disney something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I think I might have seen it a long time ago. I don't remember uh, the plot. Yeah. Oh, by the third movie, everyone has kids. 
Uh, and there's ob- three movies? Yeah. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I thought there was just the one. What the heck? The, the three movies, yeah. And you've seen all three? <laughs> uh, I've seen the first one for sure. I've seen the third one for sure. I don't think I've seen the second one. They're, they're all right. Like, yeah, they're one-time watches. They're fine. They're right. not bad. Um, but obviously, like, uh, so the, the, uh, there are monsters in it. So the mummy a monster has mummy kids. The mm-hmm. werewolf monster has cubs. You sure. know, the Frankenstein monster. I, I don't think he has kids. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it, it, like, you would expect your kid to be like like that right like no werewolf yeah. monster is gonna like have vampire babies or something right it kind of goes similarly to here like you, know, you don't you don't realize how much you pick up from your parents like it's insane yeah i think kind of like on the other side of the coin uh i don't remember which stand-up comic uh had a joke about this but i remember a joke which was like uh for the first however many years of your life, I think it was Chris Delia, maybe. Uh-huh. Uh, for the first however like many years of your life, maybe like eight, nine years, you're like, like whoa, my parents are awesome. Like, wow, you can like, you can poop all by yourself. Wow, it's incredible. <laughs> like, like that kind of thing. Uh-huh. So like, you're very impressionable for the first. Mm. Like everything you learn is from two people, pretty much. Yeah. Um. So yeah. you, like, every single trait almost like to learning how to live is all is coming from these two people yeah um or from excuse me parents parent whatever it is yeah. and then later like you realize that like as, as an adult you realize a young adult you realize your parents are not all that awesome uh mm-hmm. as they're just like they're regular people right they're yeah, not like yeah, yeah. superheroes and so you're like oh like that sucks like i'll i'll be my own person and uh but really like the, the those traits that you grew up with they're like super embedded into like who you are like it takes a it takes a lot of change to uh-huh. really deviate even a little bit from from yeah. that but it's so hard to put words on it right what do you like uh um how would you show that you how know? would you show that you... like like it, it it makes sense saying it right now but sure and it also makes sense seeing it, but how would you, uh, how would you put words to what you're saying? Um, Wait, I'm confused. Uh, words about like specific traits. Exactly. Or... Exactly. Like something that that kind of personifies what you're saying. I'm not really sure. Do Do you have like an idea or like an example or? This is all very abstract uh-huh. as well. I, I, I recognize maybe it might help to like go into more examples of traits. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I have, like for example, I I can like maybe I get like a little defensive uh, or like like taking criticism. Like I'm not. My, my gut reaction is uh, to just reject it completely. Like oh, like they don't know what they're <laughs> talking about. Uh, uh, I think uh-huh. my mom also does something similar. Uh, but it's something that I think we both have learned to like, uh, reject the gut instinct to like, uh, like say no to criticism and to try to like take, uh, criticism constructively. So that, that's one yeah. example that I have yeah. potentially. Yeah. That, that props to you. That's really hard to, 
not do. You know, yeah. if that's something you have been doing. Are you criticizing me, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I'm complimenting, dude. Complimenting. <laughs> um, okay, I'll, I'll say two things. I'll okay. say the so I'll, I I wrote down an example. This, I've been mm. I've been trying to like not uh, talk about it until later, but I guess now is as good as of a time as any, which mm-hmm. is um, I feel like uh, my dad goes with the f- flow too much sometimes. Okay. Um, and then I kind of do that too. So let, let me give you an example. Sure. Which is. Uh, um, I'll take an easy one because I don't want to get into like the specifics of, of like uh, more serious stuff, which is like waiting for a ride, right? Mm-hmm. Like let's say um, uh, me or my dad, like if we're waiting for a ride, like if you tell us like, oh yeah, we're 10 minutes away, which almost always means, you know, 25 minutes away, like depending mm-hmm. on the person uh we'll be ready we'll have like shoes on keys in the pocket stuff like that we'll be ready right if we tell mm-hmm. someone like um uh, like we don't want to be uh uh we don't want to pose on anybody else but okay. on the flip side which is you know when I, when you tell someone like hey man i'm gonna be there in 10 minutes mm-hmm. and uh they're not ready and they take like 25 minutes okay uh, you know you won't be like hey dude like what's up like uh, come on like, I've, been, I've been waiting down here like i got i got stuff to do got places to go you'll just like kind of like and then just you know go with the right. flow right like bottling it up but I, I feel like part partly i've been trying to um uh of trying to work on that uh kind okay of, um, is that is that at all related to because i think i only kind of got the picture is that related to like um standing up for yourself or like like speaking up when like something's uh-huh. wrong that kind of thing or is that the is it something else so it, it's kind of related to that um but uh i'd say i have to work on that in my case my dad actually like does speak for himself like He's the type of guy, like, if he sees something that's, like, wrong or something, he, like, like he multiple times he's told his boss, like, dude, this is this is stupid. Like, why are you doing it like this? It's okay. more work and, you know, you're you're paying more stuff. Like, like right. he's, he, he can do that. But I need to figure out a way where I can say that type of stuff in my style. Okay. Uh, but, like, dude, sometimes going with the... Okay, uh, let me go back to the... I don't know, man. Going with the, it's just so hard to put words to it. But I realize, like sometimes I let people uh, take advantage right. of the situation. So I'm trying to be more diplomatic in in that sense. Okay. So if someone's like, if someone's like, "Hey, man, uh, we we need to get this work done uh, mm-hmm. tomorrow," mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's already like three o'clock. I'd be like, "Oh, you know what? It might take me like a day and a half." So it won't be ready. It will be ready like at this time rather than being like, oh, yeah, I'll work my ass off all night, get that shit done first thing in the morning or something like that, mm, okay. depending on the situation. Okay. I'm starting to I'm starting to see. Yeah, I mean, usually people associate the term go with the flow with like, oh, like you're chill and like that's a good thing. But I guess it's yeah. not always like a good thing. So that's 
that's mm-hmm. uh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and also sometimes going with the flow means you you're not making, you know, decisions. Right. Sometimes you gotta make decisions, you know. Like yeah. you're going with the flow, but like, come on, really, like. <laughs> <laughs> I have a funny like anecdote about that. So me, me and like two other friends will will we like try to plan like a weekly like lunch or mm. hang out or something, and all three of us are like that, where we're we're like we don't have it like super strong preferences and we we're not really like able to make decisions and so the the most extreme example of this was we all were like uh planning to go and then we're like okay where are we going and then we're like i don't know but we'll pick everyone up and then uh figure it out on the way there then we're on the way there but like we don't know where there is so we go on the highway Uh and we're like oh maybe we do this and then go on some other highway and then eventually we like end up on convoy street and we're like, okay, let's get like some Asian food, and then we see like a Popeyes, and we're like, ah, oh, fine, let's get Popeyes. It's like, <laughs> it's like the most extreme example of like three people not really knowing like what the hell to yeah. do and not not having any preference. It is kind of annoying, yeah. In that case, I, I should have just like said like uh, put your foot down, right? Yeah, like fuck it, like we'll get McDonald's or some shit. Like I don't know, like just make a decision would Makes save us a lot of sense. trouble. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, but at least you know you recognize these these points. So that's how you get to work on it. But also, uh, I'm I'm a, I'm cynical, so I I believe it takes a Herculean effort in order to change any of these things, right? Um, within you, you know. Yeah, it's just so hard, bro. Like that's why ninety. I believe most people in this world, like, just just they won't change as. They won't change in a drastic sense. And that's mm-hmm. something that I'm scared of. Like if cause it almost like puts a cap on your potential, right? Mm. If if you're if you are gonna be this person and not change for any given number of years, so you you're just doing the same thing over and over again. Like if I don't and if I don't have that sort of diplomatic like uh, wordplay sense in me, yeah. Then that means that uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that, but it, it might mean that in the future, like, um, you know, I won't be able to talk to, you know, the right set of people or, or hold the right conversations, make the right connections, stuff like that. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. I mean, so I, I mean, I, I think we've all experienced this to some extent uh, where we try to make a positive change and we have varying levels of success with that. Uh, I'm sure like everyone has their own story of like, for example, trying to work out and then like quitting after a couple of days or whatever. Like, uh-huh. That's happened to me multiple times in my life. Yeah. Um, so, and I think that's the common case, right? For most people, when you try to start something like ambitious, something that you think will make you a better person, for yeah. some reason we have a lot of trouble like actually seeing those things through. Uh, one, one, Thing that I've noticed at least is that if you try to take like too much of a drastic change at once it's more than likely to fail like I think uh, mm. small increments baby steps and consistency are more yeah. important so dude that's so true but right. even that is hard yeah like, yeah totally yeah because I told myself I, it, here's the thing I wanted to buy a pull-up bar mm-hmm. right Mm-hmm. But I've I've done this a lot in the past, which is, which is I'll, I'll buy something and then I'll never use it again, right? I'm like yeah. a kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
So now I've implemented this thing where it's just like, I, I need to earn it. So I told myself, you know, if I, if I do like a two week push up workout regimen, mm-hmm. uh, I'll quote unquote have earned that pull up bar. Mm-hmm. Bruh. Oh man, this is this is how this is how easy the workout is. It's literally three sets, uh, four to eight reps. Okay. Okay. And uh, you start off with the easiest push up. If you're able to do all three sets with eight reps, then you move on to the next exercise. Mm-hmm. The first one was wall push ups. Mm-hmm. Did that shit like pop 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 done, <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah. Second day, second day was box push-ups, which is essentially like uh, you're on your knees. Yeah. The only thing that's moving is your back. Okay. Right. And that's also a pretty easy push-up. Dude, yeah. I never got past day two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's is in, in enabling discipline in yourself, which which I believe like we're diverging a lot from like the original topic, but yeah. I think it's fine because. Um, uh, it just shows the nature of, of the topic itself. I don't know. Sure. Yeah, sure means just no. But <laughs> <laughs> well, no. I mean, this is interesting enough to to discuss. It's worth like. Yeah. Like yeah. okay. Also, just a side note. Like being very meta. Like in a real conversation, you don't you don't like look back and be like, oh, like we're not talking about the thing we started talking about. Therefore, like we have to go and. I mean, sometimes it happens. Yeah. But, conversations are very go with the flow in a good way <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's true that's true but uh oh, okay well in the past two podcasts based on my experience mm-hmm. it happens like an insane amount which is kind of why i'm trying to circle back right okay when you'll re hear this mm-hmm it's almost going to seem like, like, dude, where's this conversation going? <laughs> you know, like, get to the point. <laughs> those are, I mean, at risk of like going even farther away from the main point. Yeah. <laughs> those are my favorite kinds of podcasts, actually. Or, oh, for real? Okay, okay. Well, all right, cool, cool. I, I do like the stream of consciousness. So, so I, I've been running a lot. That's, that's a, like a habit I picked up this year. Oh, and nice. on longer runs uh i can't do a long run unless my brain is distracted like otherwise my brain will come up will pester me will come up with some excuse like oh your foot hurts let's go home uh Uh, so the only way i've been able to get that like voice out of my head is to listen to other people speak so my brain can't actually like tell me bad things so i'll put on like these like totally random podcasts i think like some of the ones i listen to are like rat and link they have a podcast Uh the youtubers it's called your biscuits and then Conan, he has a podcast that's really good. Conan O'Brien? Yeah, you should listen to it. It's, what the uh, hell does he talk it's, about? It's so he brings on comedians onto the show and they just like have oh, random okay. conversations like these. And it's it's funny because it's Conan and a comedian. And so yeah, yeah, yeah. it's really awesome. And actually, w- one day while I was running and listening to the podcast, he brought up that some fan of his came up to him and told him, Hey, I'm like a huge fan of the podcast. I listen to it when I do workouts. Uh-huh. And then I was like, oh, that's funny. Like, I'm working out and listening to this right now. And then Conan proceeds to, like, shit on the guy for, like, for, just, just, like, in the podcast for, like, 10 minutes. He's like, who the fuck would, like, listen to this podcast while working out? And I couldn't stop laughing while I was running. It was actually, like, detrimental. It was so funny. But the point it is, sounds like, like such a Conan thing to do. Like, yeah. <laughs> just, like, way over the top. Like, completely ridiculous. Um, yeah. 
but yeah like i i find that at least for that purpose like random conversations like like hearing someone talk and not having to talk is kind of therapeutic or it, it has some benefits so i i know that there, there's totally like it's much better to have like a structured thing but mm. it's always fun to just like turn your brain off for a little bit and that's listen true. to random conversations yeah that's fair on that note <laughs> <laughs> let's go back to a topic uh-huh which is okay I, I think you put down an interesting point which is like nature versus nurture you know mm-hmm. is is it is it because you're living with your parents that you know they're you guys are so alike or is it just compatible natures you know yeah that's well so okay in in social psychology uh or maybe a different maybe just psychology the classic experiments for nature versus nurture are twins separated at birth Mm -hmm. um because that's like two genetically identical people so it's only like external things that can change Mm -hmm. uh their behaviors and outcomes which, by the way, is a super fucked up like way to like research something. Like uh-huh. you're just actively finding twins separated at birth. They, maybe they don't know that they uh-huh. were separated at birth, and then you just like like find them somehow, and you're like, uh-huh. hey, like can we like observe every trait about you? I don't know. It just it's, it seems funny to me. Um, but basically, like I think there there have been studies that like show that even even like certain like behavioral traits and stuff like that are inherent to like the genetics so even if you like weren't living with your parents a lot or like maybe they are kind of estranged like uh-huh. crazy scenario like your parents are terrible and like they're never home and while you grow up like basically you're like a neglected child but mm-hmm. you somehow still have like some positive or benefit hello but, sorry hey yeah can you hear me yeah, yeah. You, you cut off for a quick second oh sorry i would uh, <laughs> i was saying uh Basically, even in that case, like, there's still, like, uh, undeniable, like, traits that uh-huh. like like from them. Are these, what, what are these traits? Are these uh, unique to just those two people? Or are these traits that pop up amongst, like, the general population? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, I don't really know whether, I think it's more like, specific behaviors like uh and like things like maybe how you uh how you approach like interpersonal relationships like Mm. maybe if your parent is like bad at holding like relationships and friendships then maybe you will be bad at doing so oh Uh, shit that sucks that That sucks (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. i I feel i thought that would be a nurture topic you know, like, because you're seeing how they're interpreting that relationship. And right, somehow yeah. it imprints on you. I thought that would be a nurture thing. You would think that. And actually, this is bad because I don't actually have, like, the science or the papers or anything. But I, I know that, like, there, there's been some study that shows that such traits, uh, there, there might be broader traits, maybe more mm-hmm. specific, less specific. So, some traits like that that you might think are because they parent you. Mm-hmm. are actually like inherent like uh, inherent so so the twins like will will act really similarly there's all these weird twin coincidences of twins separated at birth like they yeah. marry the same kinds of people they have the same kind of humor even though they've never met each other so that's right. just like pretty strong evidence that uh 
you know these things are in like and it's also scary because like you might think that like oh like i like this kind of like humor or this kind of thing because of like uh some friend i had like or because of some external factor uh-huh. but it could totally be like predetermined like uh-huh. You you don't uh-huh. know whether it's due to like your own free will or if it's because of your genetics. It's it's Dude, kind of scary. It's kind of this existential. Is, uh, dang, we we need to get our hands on this research. That we need to yeah. get our hands on uh, a genetic data set where it's not anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> you already lost me there. <laughs> and then and then uh, and. And then based on the research, you know, do do uh, advertising to these people, specifically do. targeting. <laughs> That's the most fucked up thing I've ever heard you say. <laughs> oh my god. You know, if you're genetically predisposed to have a bad relationship, then we'll give you ads for, like, counselors. You know, like, relationship counselors and stuff or like that. Or dating apps or some shit. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's true, that's true. <laughs> That's so fucked up. I hope. Okay, actually, like this is a joke. I mean, this is a little joke, but I think like Twenty Three and Me, uh, they're owned by Google, and the data, like, you, you don't know what they're doing with the data. And Google tries to use every bit of information, uh-huh. like, for ads. So yeah, it's totally plausible, and they have every right to do this. Although it's like super unethical to just like use the data from Twenty Three and Me, use your genetic data to like try mm-hmm. to feed you better ads. Like that's that's so fucked up. And especially considering a lot of the like, a lot of your genetics are predetermined. Like, yeah. they can totally take advantage of that, and and, uh, and in like the most uh-huh. primal and like fucked up way ever. Yeah. Mm. So I'm not. I'm not. Honestly, I'm not they looking... don't even need. They don't keep needing the data. They can just have a data set and be like, you know what? These people are most likely gonna be, you know, married to these people. It's gonna produce this type of person. So yeah. they can have like generations. Of yeah. like advertising based on one generation of data. Yeah, this is just the start. I mean, Google's only been around for what, twenty years? Like, no, it, way more than that, right? Well, no, I guess they, not they way more, like thirty years. <laughs> wait, no, 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 no. Google, Wikipedia. Let's see this. I'm pretty sure they started in the in the two thousands. Let's see. Dude, that's scary. oh, nineteen ninety eight. So yeah, almost Bro, a little over twenty years. Yeah, it's crazy. Dang. Yeah, Google's like a little older than I am. <laughs> it's exactly as old as I. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's that's really young in the grand scheme of things, and considering they have such a huge impact, like I can't even imagine what another twenty years would would look like, you know, for tech. Dude, that's yeah, I know, right? That's crazy. Yeah. Oh God, dang! I don't know. Wait, how does? Okay, I will say two things. One, I have never clicked on a Google ad before, hmm. like as something that you know I want to buy or that something I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. I've never done that, mm-hmm. but I will say that their YouTube algorithm has cracked it. Oh yeah, they sure. <laughs> they have cracked it, bro. Yeah. Before, like their recommended videos, like out of the eight. I will for sure at least click four, at least. <laughs> do like you also like? Do you mass click like? New yeah, because <laughs> yeah. I don't want to lose them. Yeah, oh, um, I have a funny anecdote about that actually. Like, uh, so I think a couple weeks ago, just watching YouTube like I normally do, and this one this one chess video pops up, 
And I'm like, oh, okay, like looks interesting. Let me click it. And I just fell into this wormhole of chess videos. <laughs> oh, and no. now I, I, I've been like trying to play a lot of, so I, like chess is basically like a new hobby of mine. And I'm uh -huh. playing a lot, like many hours a day and watching like a lot of, like the, the complete landscape of my YouTube home page and like the content I watch and stuff just completely changed and all because of one video <laughs> and and the weird thing is that uh I had a call with my brother like maybe a week after this happened and he's like yeah like I randomly have just been getting into chess and he watched like some similar video and so a bunch of people right now are like oh, like like it, you're totally so yeah they if they can do that for something as harmless as chess, then they can do it for like any kind of advertised anything. Like the videos themselves are sponsored in like countless ways, so it's all, you know, free will is nothing. Like, just because you can click on a video uh, yourself doesn't mean that you yeah. have the control here. It's all it's all in YouTube's hands. Yeah, that's very true. Mm -hmm. Dang, dude, that's why I I can't watch Mr. Robot. <laughs> so, dude, it's too real. It's I actually I very real. That. I'm I'm just writing down like I have a ongoing list of like the TV shows I need to watch. So, uh -huh. Sacred Games, Mr. Robot, those are all on there. Chernobyl, bro. No, I'm not watching. That. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Chernobyl is so grotesque, dude. Like I don't need to watch that. I I also don't have. Oh, actually, I do have HBO now. Yeah, you have it, it now. Like the free month of it, or something? or like I, I, my parents have it, and so I asked them for, oh, the, I got you. for the login. Yeah. Oh, nice, dude. John, telling you, man, Chernobyl is. It's. I don't know any any show that shows like political misuse. Hmm. I don't know. I'm kind of drawn to. It's fair. Okay. Let, okay. Let me also tell you this. Mm -hmm. Uh, back to the sacred games thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I was telling my sister this this morning as well, which is, uh, so me and my dad, we got into this, this really long argument slash debate mm -hmm. about like few things in Indian media, specifically sure. media. Uh, and it, all, all things said, like, I understand his point of view. I won't get into what we talked about or how we talked about it. Mm -hmm. Um, but at, at that time, like I didn't, before that, I was like, man, like they can easily solve all these like Indian media issues by like just doing this or just by, mm -hmm. uh, you know, recognizing this or something like that. And then, you know, based on my dad's perspective, I was like, okay, it's not just, it's not just like what I'm seeing right now. It's, it's a culmination of what people have been feeling, you know, for the past 70 years and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well, that that complicates a little bit, but I feel like mm -hmm. it can, the understanding can be bridged between like, uh, quote unquote biased liberal views, mm -hmm. with uh, more orthodox traditional views by like education and understanding and stuff like that. Okay. But then I started watching Sacred Games, yeah, and I saw the landscape in which I like, I forgot about it, but like the landscape in which India set and all that stuff. Like I was like, mm -hmm. bro, this is scaling that ideology to, to yeah. even like a small city is it's crazy yeah it's 26 million people in a city i can't can't <laughs> apply that yeah you know yeah so, I, I know i'm going in like very vague which is which is not ideal 
Because when I listen back to it, I'll be like, bro, what are you, what are you talking about? Because it's all in my head right now. But sure. It's, it's something I didn't want to get into. This is also the day you messaged me like, hey, man, when's the podcast happening? If yeah. you want to do today or something like that, I was like, all right. <laughs> I'll, <laughs> I'll message you, bro. I can't do today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Do you want to talk about India more? Uh, we, we can do like, maybe we... It, we can come back to that topic. Let's put it in a tight little box right now. You know, sure. Conversation list. Sure. Um, yeah, we, we can come back to it. Because that's... I, I'd rather not talk about it superficially. Mm-hmm. You know? For sure. But I can talk about parking lots. Okay, yeah. Parking lots. Uh, What's the deal with those? Specifically, the reason why I put that in is because of the original point of being able to talk about anything yeah without skipping a beat and i was like what's the most boring and yeah literally has no material to talk about yeah (laughs) it's parking lots so i chose that i literally couldn't write anything about it i was like okay parking lots exist one now (laughs) yeah well i have two points one is i was really confused when i saw that on this document and then when you explained (laughs) that your goal is to like even talk about boring things i was like Okay, yeah, this makes sense. And the second point <laughs> is, I have a lot to talk about parking lots. I have a lot oh, of beef with parking okay, lots. Okay, let's go. Let's go. I have a lot of bad parking lots in my life, and they make me angry. And, uh-huh. uh, okay, yeah. let's, so let's the, dive in. Well, okay, first of all, I'm curious. What is the worst parking lot you've ever been in? Like, just design-wise, just anything. Mm. You, does anything stick out in your mind? Okay, so here's the deal. I, I don't drive a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of driving. So, uh, I don't think I have had any like really, really bad experiences, but, um, I don't know. None, none that, that jump out to me. Why? Okay. I have one. <laughs> okay. Let's, let's go. My least favorite parking lot in the world is the Ralph's parking lot oh. in La Jolla Village. <laughs> Ralph's parking lot in La Jolla Village is the most uh-huh. cursed parking lot I've ever been to. It's literally the most poorly designed thing ever. Half of the parking spaces can't fit like most models of cars. There's random shopping carts just like rolling. It's uh-huh. like on this weird slope. Yeah. There's too many turns. Yeah. There's no like actual sidewalk. So the road and the and like where people are walking are one thing. Uh-huh. It's just the most terrible, hectic, like, piece of shit parking lot. I haven't, like, <laughs> actually, like, raged at it too much because, like, now there's no traffic at parking lots. Oh, anymore. yeah, yeah. But back when, like, I would have to go to groceries, I live, like, two minutes away. Uh, but I still drive because, like, I can't, like, carry, like, whatever huge loads of uh-huh. groceries I have. Yeah. And just going there is, like, a nightmare. It takes, like, ten minutes. One time. Okay, so, like, they have, like, the directional arrows. Like, yeah, like yeah. the one-way lanes. This lady just, like, came in in the wrong direction. And I was, like, pulling out. And I had to go in the right direction. And she just, like, stopped there. So I, like, flashed my lights. And then she slowly, like, reversed. It took, like, ten minutes for her to get out of the wrong direction thing. It's just so bad. Anyway, parking lots. Like, yeah. there are ways to make them designed well so that's one thing to talk Uh about the other thing is that i remember watching this box video on youtube uh uh, which basically says what's the box box vox oh oh, okay yeah yeah, i got you you. which basically said that like 
a lot of the space taken up in America by retail is parking lots because there's some there's some land ordinance that requires that if you have some retail uh, lot like Walmart or something uh, the percent of land that is uh, built on so like some percent of the land has to be parking lot and majority actually has to be a parking lot so that's why in America you see these huge like wide open parking lots and like tiny stores whereas in Europe it's just like they expect you to like there, there's like little parking they expect you to like walk there take public transport and then also comes back into the the whole idea is like why why did these like terrible things exist like we, we have a shortage of space in metropolitan air, areas uh, but there's like all these parking lots and stuff but they're always full it's because of the like structural reliance of America on cars in general we have terrible public transportation that's so true That's all true. of these things my, my anger on the Ralph's parking lot stems from America's inability to like provide adequate public transport to its citizens but I'd say uh, is the US is like such a big landmass and okay. it's very dense concentrated areas where public transport is like decently good like you're, you're from Seattle right isn't Seattle known to be like one of the best cities with public transport is it really no, no I, I disagree I, I think um, so Seattle now they have they have two major they have three major uh, public transportation operations the first mm -hmm. is like the buses yeah. the buses are not great because they are I mean they're just like any other bus uh, and they are subject to the terrible traffic that occurs between Seattle and like its suburbs and so like getting to Seattle from anywhere that isn't in the city is pretty terrible it'll take like an hour or so um, at least the last time that I did it uh, so th that's buses buses aren't great uh, kind of like buses in San Diego they're not great either they're, yeah they're pretty well, terrible. okay he, uh, also my my worldview is a little biased because I only use the 201 202 which literally comes like every 7 to 15 minutes like, right I don't use the 30 to go to Oceanside or like I'm sorry the 101 to go to Oceanside or the 30 to go to downtown you know the reason you don't is because it takes like two hours to get anywhere on those <laughs> other buses yeah, the 201 to 202 for context they they are like uh very central to like university town center and like yeah. campus area so it's just like a it's a loop of like five every five minutes First yeah. of all, the buses here are terrible because they just get filled up and there's like they don't even have the capacity to support the number of people using these buses. Uh -huh. uh, no, uh, okay, here's here's why I believe that happens. Because the mm -hmm. bus has to operate on a bus schedule, but students operate on student schedules. Students fill up the buses at very specific times, which is per hour from like 9 to maybe 4. And then like some at really the night times like late late night times but the buses cannot just be like oh you know what we're just gonna have hella buses at that time and then for the rest of the time we're not gonna do anything you know because other people still use this bus right so uh they could totally account for that right like they know the peak like okay in, in general like uh forgetting school schedules like buses know like that like for example 9 a.m 5 p.m are going to yeah. be peak hours for when people are using the bus system so they have more frequent buses at those times. Now, these buses are 95% utilized by 
university students, even though it's mm. like a public law system. So That's they should true. totally coordinate with the university. Like they know that there's a sh they, like something is totally wrong when like you're not being you're not able to pick up like like 50 to 100 people in one given cycle of a bus uh, of a bus route. Like you just like skip a bunch of people. Like there's there's something completely wrong with that. Uh, and I'm salty because like... I get skipped like multiple yeah. <laughs> multiple times. But the, here's the thing though: you live within walking distance, so you yeah. Can't but be that salty. doesn't mean I should just get like like shafted. <laughs> it's not walkable. It's like it's like a mile uphill. It's like pretty terrible. That's that's okay. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. But I, I think there there are probably multiple problems. Like I don't think the like. Not not to get into the weeds of it a lot, but uh, it could be like the drivers themselves. Like, how, how how are you paying them? Is it like per bus ride, or are you just you know having a bunch of drivers at a specific time, and then for the rest of the time they're all on break? Because well, you yeah. can't have that many bus drivers at all times manning all the buses. Yeah, uh, and then probably there's also some like union thing where you know you need to have like specifics amount of uh money or like hours that a person has to work uh so that's why they cannot you know just it, 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 like i feel like here's what like, all, all situations are complicated you can't just be like ah you know what they, they can add a bunch of buses at this time which the university could actually do by itself if uh if you know they could just be like you know what we'll we'll have our own buses at these specific times which I feel like would have been the best course of action, but then it would also mean that the university has to own a bunch of buses and maintenance and all that stuff. So yeah, well, I mean, they have the money to do that. But but back to the point of like in this complex situation, like I agree, there is a whole bunch of complication that like obviously you can't simply say hey like just give us more buses from the public mm -hmm. MTS system. Yeah. Um, however, like, what is the result of in action the result is that you know like buses are no longer reliable sources of transportation for many people so as soon as you remove the reliability of public transportation that's where all these problems come from that's where all these structural problems come from people would rather i mean not in, in the school setting but in general when yeah. people don't have access to reliable public transportation they have to get a car they have to resort to other extreme means so mm. and and this is this is like this is a huge problem with like in every American city. Like, New York is is supposed to be like a great example of public transportation. I think uh, with mm -hmm. the with the um, subway system, but then like I think their bus system is not great, or I don't even know if their bus is in New York. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, there's just like a a whole ton of these like structural issues, and as a result, like we have a huge like space crisis because of these because people are using cars like the amount of the amount of people using cars in the US is ridiculous and just like not not really justifiable uh -huh. really. you could also argue it from another perspective like having these giant parking lots keeps our dependence or <clears throat> essentially demonstrates our dependence on cars right okay it could also be like a ploy from like the oil companies that wants you to be dependent on your car and, oh yeah uh, for sure yeah th yeah these are totally like yeah sorry continue but so it's, it's well okay so it's, uh go i'm saying like it, there could be a bunch of situations why uh 
you know, uh, stuff is happening. Also, what I didn't know is the U.S. is actually like the top or top three highest exporter of oil in the world. Oh, really? Is it because of Alaska? Uh, it's because of shale oil or something like that. <laughs> Okay, interesting. Which is, I think, is it's uh, Oklahoma, Texas, hmm. the Midwest area. Right. Uh, interesting. Dude, we, we produce a lot of oil, which is kind of sucks in this situation. But yeah, but, but, uh, this is a different topic. Yeah. Um, so uh, sorry, going back to cars and parking lots. Uh, cars are definitely a necessity in, in the type of structure environment we are right now. Mm-hmm. And people definitely want their freedom in terms of like, uh, you know, when they want to go to places, and also like the bus system isn't reliable. Mm-hmm. Um, but dang, like, with all that in mind, wouldn't wouldn't you want to design a parking lot better? Like, why why is it so? I don't know. I don't get it. Like, what were the design decisions made behind parking lots <laughs> some of them yeah some of them like, make sense but come on like uh okay yeah i mean it's, it's a good time to think about the different designs you see in parking lots um so i think so one example is like is the two-way uh is the two-way road like in, in the parking lot better than the one-way road um I think that they have a one-way road because they can fit more spaces in. Um, they can fit more spaces in uh, the. Is that correct? They can fit more spaces if there's a half as much of a road. If it's like a one-way road, you can fit more spaces total in like a given space. Uh-huh. Could be uh-huh. wrong, but. I but think then that's how do one. you navigate? Oh well, like it's like one way all the way. It's like a it's like a snake path. Ah, uh, I got you. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh so that. I think that's reasonable, um, as long as it's really clear that like it is a one-way thing. So in the example of the Ralph's lot, they do have that system, but yeah. it's like not always apparent, especially when the lot is busy. Like there's no there's no like signs. It's only like on the ground. And, yeah, like, yeah. If there's a bunch of cars, like you wouldn't really know. Um, that's one thing. The other thing is that like give give the spaces some some damn breathing room, like. Like, there's other ways to optimize for space besides making, like, uh-huh. the, the thing as, like, fucking tiny as possible. It's just, yeah. like, like, I mean, that's why my car has a bunch of dings and scratches and, like, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a, yeah, I mean, it has, like, a, I, clearly, like, someone opened the door on my car, uh-huh. like, in different spots multiple yeah. times. Yeah. Nothing serious, but just, like, annoying that, that happens. Uh-huh. And I'm, I'm a pretty big guy, so I, when I had to get out of my car in one of these parking lots it's like a it's like it's it's like escaping a coffin it's like so bad like i'm like squirming out trying not to like damage this person's car uh-huh. Dude, exactly so... at that point like well one of my uh not fears but like one of the things that i i think about a lot is yeah. is kaiser parking lots because hospital parking lots are, are like the parking spaces themselves are really small Really? So I was parked and then literally like five inches on each side away were two cars parked. Yeah. And I had to like shimmy my way out. And I was like, <laughs> oh, come on, man. I'm not. Yeah. The road itself is so small also that you cannot like just fully remove the car and then like turn. 
Yeah. So you're gonna have to like do like this thing. Like you're gonna have to kind of shimmy out, go back in, shimmy out, go back in. Yeah. Uh, well, my question is, how like, I mean, we're like relatively skinny people, but like, yeah. how do, how does like an even like mildly overweight person like deal with this? <laughs> Like, you know, one solution is they could just, like, exit the car beforehand, but if you're the driver, like, are you just uh-huh. completely fucked? Like, can you just not use a parking space? That's the other thing. Like, by making these parking spaces smaller, you eliminate, like, like all parking spaces are not all equal. Dang. Oh. <laughs> That's yeah. an interesting point. I didn't even think about that. I mean, I've never actually seen someone... Try, I've never seen someone else as try to escape a car. Maybe I should like pay more attention. It's only okay. been like me doing it, and it's also really embarrassing. Like, can you imagine if someone's looking at you like and you're in this weird like flamingo posture, like trying to get out of your car? And uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's just not comfortable. It's not comfortable, and uh-huh. I don't know. It's just very frustrating. Dude, maybe like putting like a soft band at, out on the outside room of your car. So yeah. like when you're trying to get out and if your car door hits the op- yeah. opposing car does not make uh, uh, any damage, does not yeah. give any damage and then that way you can just push yourself right. out of the car rather than like trying to make sure the door stays closed and you're trying to get out of the car at the same time. Yeah, but at the same time like listen to what we're saying. This is ridiculous like you shouldn't have to change your car by putting some foam padding bullshit on like it should, it should be like bigger spaces dude i'm still trying to figure out like the the thing you're talking about where like oh like obese people how did how did they get out of cars i think maybe they well, or i should say overweight because even yeah. skinny people can be obese right sure yeah i mean yeah it's not even like you don't have to have a medical condition to <laughs> to like not be able to get out of a car in a parking lot. It's just it's a very it's a very equalizing thing. Uh-huh. Like a lot of people encounter this issue, I think. Well, also, I mean, it's 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 uh-huh. again one of those other problems that like has a no good solutions because you take out parking lots or you take out parking spaces to make other ones bigger. So yeah. the capacity of the parking lot goes down. Um, but I mean, can you even never... service that many people? Like every time yeah. Costco's full, like everyone's just waiting. Either people right. are waiting for cars to leave, or waiting right. inside to pay, or you know, waiting to return something. And yeah. I don't know why Costco. There's always a line. Like even if you go out on Tuesday at one o'clock, there's yeah. a line. Like what line is there? Like do you really need to need to return your <laughs> ping pong table right now? Like why? I've I've never seen a line at Costco. Like, I've never seen a Costco at full parking lot capacity until COVID. Uh, what? Oh, really? Dude, literally, my Costco here is always full. It's always really? full. Because we also have a, a oil station and a car service right. thing all, right. all into one lot. Yeah. So, dude, it's it's always full. So, that's an example of, like, a, like a, where, like, having a big parking lot is actually good because, like, the demand is there. But... For any other of these, like Ralph's, the Ralph's parking lot, uh-huh. I've never seen a full capacity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just, you know who doesn't need a big parking lot? At Home Depot. Or Lowe's. <laughs> <laughs> they Dude, need you... bigger spaces. They have these huge trucks, like whoever goes yeah. there. Like, they yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. Like, you can, you can completely function on, like, maybe a 
20 car parking lot <laughs> and the rest could be your shop <laughs> I don't know about that, but yeah. And also, like going back to this is all. I'm pretty sure there's like city ordinances for if you're a business or in like some kind yeah. of plaza, like they need to have a set number of uh, parking spaces. Yeah, it sucks. Definitely does. What else is there to talk about parking lots, Ravi? Um, any other? I was gonna go back to like. Well, I was going to say two things. One was the Seinfeld thing. Have you ever seen that Seinfeld episode? I have not. Uh, where they essentially, they parked their car somewhere in this giant parking lot. They don't remember where they parked it. And every person, like every, like every three minutes is like, oh, I know where it is. It's over there. And then they walk to that side. And the parking lot looks exactly the same <laughs> as this side. They're like, wait, <laughs> where did we park this? Yeah. All the floors look the same also. So if you forgot like 6H or something like that, yeah. you, there's no way you're going to find your car. Yeah. It's even no, worse when... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go for it. What's up? I was just saying like it's even worse when you think you see your car, but it's someone else's car that has the exact same car yeah. tag. <laughs> then you're even more confused. You have no reference of like, where you are, like yeah. where you parked your car. Yeah. Yeah. You're the saying? second thing I was gonna say it was nothing to do with parking lots, but it goes back to you know how you said like um uh, like obese people. Mm-hmm. Like, this is just this is just what came into my mind, which is uh going back to do you inherit your family's traits? So like if you see big parents, there's by big I mean uh how should I put this? overweight uh, overweight yeah overweight parents this is better than not chance that you're gonna have an overweight child right i think that might be a combination of like genetics and just like eating habits right D- yeah yeah i'm not saying I'm, I'm definitely not saying that it's it's literally just because <laughs> they're big suddenly like yeah you know you're big and this is a combination of factors which is also a very complicated situation yeah like socioeconomic factors and like you know all yeah. that good stuff totally but uh, i don't know i just thought like that interesting topic and what you inherit from your parents right yeah <laughs> i think um i actually think it's kind of sad to see like or it's pretty sad to see like overweight children uh, or like obese children. Like that's a, like it's one thing to yourself be an adult and be overweight and obese. Um, but it's, it's kind of like negligent to uh, like, I, I, I've seen the argument that like an obese kid, uh, that's like a form of child abuse because like they have no action over the kind of food they, they, they can't like decide to like eat a salad or something like and they have no notion for uh you know what's good to eat like what's nutritious and that kind of thing so uh-huh. if you're a parent you're like responsible for the you know, nutrition and like, care of your child and if you allow them to become obese like to get a disease then that's like totally uh a form of negligence and abuse almost. Yeah, here's why it's hard uh because um, I think I was watching, I don't know, I was watching something, and uh, it was essentially 
uh, talking to the parents about their child's eating habits. Mm-hmm. Um, and the family would essentially, like, for meals, go to, like, McDonald's or somewhere just, just to eat food, right? Sure. And then they'd be like, you know what, aren't you kind of, aren't you, like, sad or maybe angry that, uh, are, are you okay with giving your children, like, such unhealthy food knowing what it does to your body like knowing what it does to your own body they're like we do think about it but it's really hard for them to cook because they're from a low-income family so they're working like really really long hours like 12 hour days they don't have time to make food for their children plus when they're working that long somebody has to like uh take care of the children now usually that uh, falls on the oldest child that responsibility and they don't know all the effects so they just go with you know whatever is available in the house and usually if you're a low-income family you would buy like cheaper stuff yeah the cheapest stuff is like probably the most unhealthy stuff yeah like you cannot ding the parents on the eating habits of their child when like filet fish costs like one dollar at McDonald's. Right. Like, it's so hard to balance that sort of like lifestyle. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, but a couple things are, well, it'd be interesting to see like how common that situation really is. Like, of course, people can fall back. Like, if there's a legitimate reason why you have to feed your kid a certain thing. Um, First of all, it should be, yeah, it is tricky, but it should be like a priority of yours as uh, someone who is maybe low income to try to like provide the like more nutritious food for a child. Uh, so, for example, and I, you know, I, I haven't been in this situation, so it's really hard for me to like get on a pedestal and say that kind of thing but i'll just say that's like one that's that should be a goal um but the other thing is that like there are totally like several several thousands of people who do it out of convenience rather than necessity uh and that's i think negligence like and also this is totally not an issue in like many other countries like in europe i i think you'd be hard pressed to find a family that uh is in a very similar position to something like this. Like, like this sounds like a very, to me, it sounds like a very American problem because of the fact that like in America, you can't buy nutritious food for very cheap. It's all very like disgusting and cornstarchy and uh, all that terrible Uh, stuff. Also, yeah, like if you really think about like American diet, it it tends to be not the healthiest food, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know. There, there are a lot of different like stuff, things yeah. to look at. Because even if you look at Europe, right? Like I saw this video where they would take large Coke cups mm-hmm. from McDonald's from different countries, and then one small cup of Coke from America, and then pour that. <laughs> Dude, the small cup would win like nine times out of ten in yeah. terms of like amount of like yeah. liquid it can hold, like. <laughs> come on it's crazy <laughs> it, it's way, I'm, I'm a cynic yeah but i know I, I, anyways you, you way, do, are you gonna say you have to go or yeah i gotta get going soon uh yeah how should we how should we wrap it up uh 
You know what? Let me, yeah. Uh, it's nothing to wrap up. Essentially, it was. Uh, it's it's a work in progress in, in terms of like making a podcast. Yeah, but it totally. was it was fun talking about like different thoughts. Like we we mm-hmm. definitely didn't stay on topic a lot. But yeah. with the parking lot one, we actually did stay on topic. Hell yeah! Bit. It was just yeah. pretty cool. Uh, I think that's because it was uh, such a focused topic as opposed to like the whole parenting thing. Where... Yeah, it's a little bit more abstract, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's fair. And uh, I think we we got a good amount of like interesting points in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, would you, do you want to do this again sometime, or is this something that's like uh, one time? No, I'm totally down to. I think we have a lot yeah. more to talk about for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm down. Um, we can draft something else up, but it was, it was interesting to talk about, like, even mundane topics like parking lots. Yeah. Yeah. We can tackle right. a more serious topic next time. All right, cool. Sounds <laughs> All good. Right, dude. All right. I'll talk to you later.